Welcome to episode 21 of the Payments Show podcast. My name is Satwant Fool, and today I will be speaking to Adam Zemecki, who is the Director of Sales at Securian Pay. Securian Pay is a payment platform that is focused on sales conversions. The entire design and simplified user flow are built to minimize cart abandonment and increase sales. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thanks. It's a nice sunny day here in the UK. I don't know what it's like on your end. Where are you? I'm based in Poland, in Wrocław, southwest part of the country. Very sunny, actually, for the last couple of days. So all the sun and then some cooling devices are on. Oh, good stuff. Well, that'll keep you cool for all the questions that are coming your way. So that's handy. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on the show. We've got a lot to talk about. Securion Pay looks like it's on the cutting edge of a lot of the payments kind of revolution that's going on, in my view. So we've got a whole bunch of topics to discuss, which I'm looking forward to. Before we do, I'd love for you mm -hmm. to introduce yourself and also Securion Pay and give us a bit of an overview of the company. Sure. Securion Pay is a payment gateway that puts emphasis on user experience and conversion rates for our clients. We focus on the European markets at the moment, looking forward for some expansions to different markets, but I think that's something that we're going to get to at the later stage of our conversation. We focus on markets that are considered high risk. Anything from gambling websites, forex platforms, dating websites as well, those are markets that are not served by all the mainstream payment gateways out there. And this is where we saw our chance to, to make a lot of good stuff for, for our potential clients. As I mentioned, we focus on conversion rates and user experience. We saw that a lot of providers that are out there, they are lacking a little bit in these two areas. So what we focused on is to make it very simple for people to actually, for users of, of those platforms to actually finalize the payment, make it quick, make it easy, make it seamless so they can use the service and the payment process is not a struggle as it was before. And as of my role of the company, I'm with Secure and Pay for a little bit over two years right now. I'm a sales director. I don't think I'm going to reinvent the wheel in here. My job is to you know, find the markets where we can go into, figure out what are the advantages and the values that we can provide to the customers so, so they can maximize the usage of our system and make sure that they get the best out of it. I work with a great team of salespeople here at Secure and Pay, a very flat organization. So it's really a pleasure to work for the company. Excellent. So you're based in Poland, but my understanding is that Securion Pay is headquartered out of Switzerland? Yes, that's correct. Our administration, our CEO, they're in Switzerland in a small city called Wolerau, right outside of Turi. Our IT, part of our sales team, is, is here in Wrocław in Poland. We have a beautiful Excellent. office right at the market square. So anybody who would like to visit, you're, you're more than welcome. Poland's definitely on my list of countries to visit, so I will definitely get there one day. Sure. So thanks for that overview. That's very helpful. One of the main reasons I got in touch with you, Adam, is because I saw there was a very unique blend of services that you offer and you're very focused in the markets that you're going after. I thought it was really interesting that you focus on the high risk sector. So things like gambling, dating platforms. Obviously, you also do e-commerce platforms and SaaS platforms as well. So there's a lot to talk yeah. about there. Can you talk about the, the gambling and dating sites, why are payments such a challenge there and how does your solution help? You know, what was available for a long time on the market, and that's even before I joined Secure and Payments, this is what I've learned, a little bit of studying of the history, how, how things looked like before. 
there was a lot of payment gateways that were using PSP accounts, so aggregation accounts that require you to be redirected to an external payment page where you have to fill out long forms to complete the payment process. And now when a lot of traffic moved towards mobile devices, all these redirections are quite problematic because a long time of loading of those new windows, pop-ups or whatnot, this can cause for any of our merchants to lose conversion. And it's just not very pleasant from the user perspective. And if you're thinking of a gambling platform, let's say that you want to bet on a live event in a football game or take a volleyball game or basketball game where you have timeouts, right? You would like to quickly make a bet during the timeout moment. But if you need to be redirected somewhere else and make the payment somewhere else, all the time that it takes, it's so long that you may lose the chance to place the bet before the timeout is over. And here, you wouldn't want to use this platform anymore because it's more of a struggle. You know, you just maybe miss an opportunity. You see that you would win the bet and you're really angry that you were, you were not able to make it. So our idea was to very much simplify it and, and place everything on the website of the product or service provider to remove any type of frictions that may be there during the payment process. Embed everything on the website, either a dating website or a gambling website, Forex, whatever it is and minimize the amount of information that's required to make the payment. Pretty much all you need with the card payment is the card number, CVV code, and the validity of the card. Even if you mistype your name out there, the transactions still go through. What we wanted to do is to show people that it could be done a different way. It could be much faster, much simpler. That's, I believe, where we're winning on the market right now and in the industries that we're covering. Yeah. Actually, I've spoken to quite a few previous guests who say that once you move payment to a separate site or a separate subdomain, you lose a lot of business. Yeah, we did some studies then, depending on the business and how complex the purchase process is itself. If it's meant to be simple and then at the very end of the process, you introduce some complications, you're looking at the double digit conversion loss, which can be a killer for a business in many cases. Yeah. What about the dating side? I wouldn't imagine that to be a challenge. Why do you feel the need to call that out specifically in the services that you focus on? You know, a lot of those services are based, for example, on pay-per-use model. You pay for the amount of messages that you could send to the other side. And in this case, if you're in a conversation or if you knew you are in a video chat or any situation where you also need an instant access to the platform in order to use its services, you may run out of credit where secure and pay comes in if you're using dating portals on frequent basis then what we can do for you is we can save your cart and allow you to make purchases and buy more credits with just one click because we already verified you as a payer we know you're secure we have 3d security information out there verification or whatnot and that also makes it better for your seamless experience on the dating platform nobody wants to really focus on paying for it everybody wants to focus on using the service so here, again, we want to take the focus of the user of the platform away from struggling with the payment to focusing on the great service that the platform provides. Yeah, that moves nicely on to the, the main part of the conversation around e-commerce and SaaS, etc. As I mentioned briefly before we came on air, one of the things that I thought was really unique about your positioning is you really focus on helping businesses to increase revenue. That's what this podcast helps business people to do is how can they accept payments faster from their customers? Because there's so many experiences out there that really aren't that great. A lot of people complain about Amazon and eBay and all these marketplaces that they compete unfairly when if you actually dig down, 
the user payment experience and the shopping experience is quite poor on a lot of small and medium business websites. Secure and Pay's website and all of your messaging focuses on things like increasing conversion rate, quick buy for e-commerce, cross-selling. So I really want to focus on those three areas. Let's start with the increased conversion rate because I'm imagining that you achieve that through a mixture of UX, user experience and customer experience kind of design. Can you talk about how you increase conversion mm-hmm. and, and how you really stand out from other payment providers? I think that comes back to the point that we already discussed. It's the redirection that's the major problem, right? Uh, a lot of mainstream platforms, they already are moving this way and they, they remove the redirections too. In, in the high-risk industries, it's not as common just yet. And that itself gives you a great advantage because you don't lose clients when redirecting them to a different payment page. The amount of information that you need to input on the payment pages, sometimes it's a struggle, you know, your email, your name, your address, anything that the company wants to collect from you, every single input added to the form increases the risk that somebody's going to drop out from the payment process. So for us, it was very important to minimize this to absolute minimum. And I believe we, we were successful in this by requesting only three fields to be implemented when it comes to service purchases. Of course, if you need to buy a, a physical product with delivery, then the address information is necessary. But still, we try to minimize it as, as much as possible. This is something that really works for us. What we also do, we work with multiple acquiring partners across Europe, which allows us to, based on the information received from a client, if we know that somebody's focusing on the German market only and the domestic payment is what they do, it makes no sense to set them up with an acquiring partner in Spain or in the UK, where just the 2 3% of acceptance rate, the difference already makes a loss or a gain. So we try to set them up with their local acquiring partners to make sure that the conversion is maximized to the highest possible level. You mentioned earlier that customers still may need to enter an address, but I'm assuming that your solution works with Apple Pay and Google Pay, etc., so that if that user's address details are already in the phone, then that will come through. Is that correct? As of now, we don't offer Google Pay or Apple Pay services. That's actually something that's already in the making in our IT team. We spoke about it just three weeks ago. It's not implemented yet. Maybe it is, but, you know, working from home, I may be a little bit behind on the information from the development side. Sure. One thing I did see that was really cool, and the screenshots on your website show it very nicely, is the cross-selling. It was great how you can get to a shopping cart stage, and then these kind of cards or tiles show up where it says, well, would you like this in addition, et cetera. How, how does that work and how does that appear in that purchasing process? Cross-selling option appears at the very end of, of your initial purchase. So imagine that you have two platforms that offer complementary services. These two platforms must be customers of Secure and Pay in order to, to set up cross-selling. So if you complete a subscription to one service, then if your friend or business partner is running service uh, processing with Secure and Pay, you can offer a cross-sale of their product or service as an iframe, the, the window that shows up, something that you've seen on our website. There from this moment, we already have your cart information. So it only takes one click in order to buy this complementary service. Then we split this transaction and send the funds to two different merchants. So the process is also simple. And within kind of one purchase process, you can get two separate services that are working well together. 
So correct me if I'm wrong in this. Are you saying that the cross-sell can be from another company? Is it almost like an affiliate program? Yeah, you can say that this is how it works. We both run e-commerce platforms and, and have products that would work together. You can sell one and I can sell mine through your website and, and vice versa. So that also helps you to maximize the revenue by a very simple way, having access to more clients. That's very unique. I don't think I've seen that anywhere with any payment provider. I, I haven't either. So I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy about it because that is a unique selling point for us as well. Yeah, that's very powerful. I mean, if you're selling, I don't know, Sony TVs or what have you, you're an electronic store and you want to sell some high-end brand of headphones, which may not be economic for you to do, but if there's a commercial opportunity there for a high spender, that means you don't have to have the inventory, but you can still make some money on it, right? That's fantastic. Yeah, then another plus is that you don't really need to invest as much money to getting traffic to your website directly. Maybe your business partner does it already in a fantastic way. So you spend the money to kill two birds with one stone. You help your business partner and, and they help you. So in whatever way you got a client to your checkout page, it can benefit your partners too. One other area I wanted to talk about was subscriptions. I noticed that you've got quite a few features within your subscription system. So you offer seat-based or usage-based subscriptions, trials and discounts, and there's a whole bunch of benefits there for, for businesses. So are you seeing the take-up of subscriptions increasing, especially now with the situation? And just in general, can you talk about your subscription solution and the benefits of it? Yeah, sure. Subscription model, I think we all see it now. It's getting more and more popular in any type of services. I'm sure you're familiar with $1 Shave Club. Nobody was thinking about selling razor blades on subscription basis. And all of a sudden, since they were introduced to the market, I think a lot of services we didn't expect per subscription are now available. So this is definitely a model that's going to still be getting more and more popular on the market. That's also why our focus on subscription payment. When it comes to our solution, what we wanted to make is to give our clients a tool which they can really edit in, in any way possible. You know, if you want to have a subscription that is discounted every third month, every half a year or, or, or whatnot, you can set it up from the level of our dashboard. It's just clicking in amounts and picking the frequency of the charge, et cetera, et cetera. It makes it really easy. We help you out as much as possible to set it up. That's something that really works for our clients. A lot of our clients, especially in the dating platforms, they use subscriptions. That really helps you to as well maximize your revenues. We make it easy to cancel. We make it very easy to jump in between different subscription levels. So if you want to go from basic to premium and then switch back, it's also very possible you can connect one subscription plan to another. One subscription plan can jump up to the higher plan after X amount of months. It's all available for editing for our clients so they have a full freedom to set it up in, in whatever way they want and, and it does work yeah one thing i noticed was quite a key important feature was your retry logic so i think that might be quite useful to discuss what is that and really how does it help with getting payments faster and with consistency mm -hmm. a lot of people use and i do it myself i use my Revolut card for subscription models and that's a prepaid card, right? So sometimes I forget to charge my Revolut account with the funds from my primary everyday use bank, then my subscriptions don't go through. And what businesses often do, they try to 
recharge your cart multiple times within a given day or two. And for every authorized transaction, even if it's declined, you as a merchant are charged a few cents. And if you have thousands of customers, that's going to pile up to quite a large amount. And I know that a lot of people do the same thing as I do, which means that you're paying for an unnecessary action. What Secure and Pay allows you to do is you can set up the retry logic to your liking. If somebody's missing funds on their account, it makes no sense to try to recharge them one hour later. They probably won't have this money there anyway. So what you can set up is do, let's do it in three days, let's do it in a week. You set up the frequency of a trial to charge the card once again. And what's important, every time when the charge doesn't go through, through webhooks, we inform you as the merchant that a given client had their recurring transactions rejected for this and that reason. So what you can do with this information is you can actually contact your client and let them know, hey, your Netflix subscription didn't go through. And whether you want to switch and use a different card that you have registered in our system, if so, then we can do that for you too. If not, maybe you need a week to upload money to your bank account or to your prepaid card so the subscription can go through. So we, again, give you tools to work with it. We can give you some suggestions on how to use it, but we give you a total freedom to manage it on your own. We believe that you as a service provider know your customers much better than we know them. So you should be the one in charge setting up how your system works, not us. We yep. can give you suggestions. We can help you out. But we can only do that if you also share information with us. So we, together with our clients, can work out the best possible scenario. You offer a lot of features such as custom forms for payment pages, standard checkout, like an all-in-one solution. You support mobile payments. So there's a lot of features you offer which are very similar to other payment solutions. Mm -hmm. What would you say the key differentiators are, though? Let's say I'm looking at using my bank as a payment processor or you know, an in-country payment processor or, or Stripe or Square. What's the differentiation? The companies that you mentioned, for example, those are giants in the processing world, right? Just because of that, I believe our difference is the customer service. We are very personalized when it comes to handling communication with our clients. We aspire to be as big of a company as they are. I believe we're on the right track. But as of today, we have a lot of clients that come to us saying that they cannot receive an answer to an email for a couple of days from a certain provider. Our goal is to be really quick and really flexible in the communication with clients. So this is one thing. It's maybe not a hard, unique selling point, but that's something that really makes a giant difference for us. I mean, we receive a lot of praise on this. Another thing is that even though we provide a solution that looks like mainstream solutions out there on the market, we support certain industries that are not supported by other companies. You mentioned Stripe, for example. Stripe does not work with high-risk industries. We offer a solution that is very similar to what they do, yet we can work with platforms that won't be supported there. As I mentioned, we work with multiple acquiring partners, and not just one which also gives us certain flexibility to approach clients in a different way. And we offer end-to-end -end service from a merchant account, payment gateway, not just one solution, all in one. And I think also your cross-selling feature is a killer. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that alone is something that you should triple down on, I think. Yeah, it, it is great. It works great. Of course, for that, you need to have complementary services to sell, right? It would make no sense to just throw in a random product as a cross-sale. But it does work. It does work fantastic.
I want to move on to one of my favorite topics, maybe not a favorite for a lot of businesses, but it's very important, especially now that everybody's buying more online, is security and fraud. My understanding is that your solution offers quite a few unique things that perhaps other payment solutions don't. One of them, I, I wasn't quite sure what it meant. It was around 3D Secure. I know what 3D Secure is, but you offer something called non-invasive 3D Secure. So I'd love for you to talk about that in a bit more detail. And also things like anti-fraud tools and delayed capture. And, and obviously the big one for a lot of businesses is minimizing chargebacks. So if you could talk about those in a bit more detail, that would be great. So maybe we can start with the easier ones, minimizing chargebacks and, and general anti-fraud tools. I think all the tools together, the result of using them is minimizing the amount of chargebacks. We do have a lot of clients that come to us with, if you can say, in trouble with the chargeback situation. They are approaching higher percentages, visa monitoring program level. And that is a big problem because above anything, it's very costly for a business. So our goal, especially in the high-risk industries that we're talking about, was to help them out to minimize this ratio, to make sure that they don't go out of business just because of chargebacks. You know, if you provide a good service, but you happen to be attacked by some fraudsters, then that's not the reason to get out of the market. That's why we are here to help the customers with that. So I think the first thing to mention is 3D Secure. The regular 3D Secure, as we know it, is quite a rigid system. Imagine a merchant that's based out of Europe but they have 40% of their transaction volume from the US where 3D secure system is not as popular. It exists, but it's not as widespread as it is here. With a regular 3D secure system, every transaction from the card that is not enrolled in the 3D secure system would be rejected, all right? So you may lose from this 40% of your volume, even if you lose 50%, that's 20% of your potential revenue down the drain. So this is something that our non-invasive 3D secure system helps out with because you can use it as a rigid system, like a regular 3D Secure, but we made it more flexible in a sense that we give you the power to decide whether you want to accept transactions without 3D Secure verification or not. So you have two different scenarios. One is when the customer comes in, let's say it's your client from the US, he comes in and his card is not enrolled in the 3D Secure system. Since he already typed in the card data and pressed confirm, we would recognize whether the card is enrolled or not. If it's not enrolled, we're of course not gonna ask you to type in your security pin code. And we can accept the transactions and what we're gonna give you as a merchant in return is a fraud score from zero to 100. That's a reflection of the probability of the transaction being fraudulent. If we suggest that the probability of it is 75% of being a fraud, you can decide as a merchant to refund this transaction to avoid potential cost of the chargeback or if we give you an information that the transaction looks safe, it wasn't verified with the 3D secure code, but everything else looks perfect, then you can keep these transactions so you have your conversions high once again. And you're secure because if people do type in their 3D secure system, you have the liability shift and the chargeback probabilities are much lower than without 3D secure. So we try to give you the combination of both, you know, having high conversion rate without 3D secure, but yet security that the 3D Secure gives you. We give you the keys to the car to drive it, if you will, whatever you want to set up, you know your risk levels, you know how much risk appetite you have. So you can set up automatic refunds based on our fraud score to the level that you wish. If you don't want to take any risk, you set it up on very low. If your risk appetite is high, 
you take it more and you can test at what point the chargeback level happens to be unacceptable for you anymore. So you kind of tighten it up. So that's very important for us. When it comes to the fraud score, to kind of expand on the, the features that you mentioned before, fraud score is based on multiple factors that we're taking into consideration, like different types of data points that we receive from our own system, from our acquiring backups networks, you know, from the negative databases that are there. And our system calculates the fraud score that gives you the idea of the risk connected with a given transaction. Of course, doing it manually there's simply no way to, especially if you're a big client, big merchant with thousands of transactions every day, it's impossible to monitor and see that this particular person made multiple transactions today or within a week on different websites that are also connected to our acquiring partners or to secure pay itself directly. You cannot catch it manually. So we have our AI system that looks over the whole thing and in the split of a second it's able to identify that this particular person just made 15 transactions on 15 different platforms and they all look very very sketchy so we would suggest or block these transactions right away to avoid trouble for our merchants it does work pretty well for us we do manage to lower the chargeback ratios for our customers in that way they are happy that they do have the freedom to control it as well and of course, if we see that they need some support from our end to set it up properly, we're always more than happy to do that. Fantastic. Thank you. What markets do you serve? I know you mentioned mainly your customers are in Europe, but is that everywhere or certain spots? And what's your future plans for other geographies? Mm-hmm. When I say Europe, I'm, I'm talking about the European Union and a few European economic area countries like Norway, Switzerland. Those also come into our scope. This is where we focus now. but in the near future, and, and we're already doing it now, we're trying to expand our acquiring network. So the banks that we work with, we're really hoping that this is going to give us an opportunity to enter markets like the US, like Asia or Australia. Those are those are big markets where card transactions should play a big role. So of course, we're very excited to move out there, but you know, everything happens step by step. US would be probably the first one to go to if we decide to expand outside of the European economic area. Yeah, sure. So. I've read quite a few reports that the US is a great market to potentially expand into, but because all of the states mm-hmm. have different rules around payments and finance, it can be very challenging. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, that's, that's not a surprise that the giants like Stripe or Revolut are also taking baby steps out there, you know, it takes time to enter US market. Besides, I think that a European fintech is far ahead of what happens in the US, I believe. I think regulations in Europe are much more friendly for fintechs to grow and to expand. Fingers crossed that US legislators would take a look at this and make it easier for everybody because at the end of the day with the global economics right now, it's, it's just in the favor of everyone to have global solutions that would work for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll come on to that in a moment when we talk about the future. What are the biggest challenges right now you see either personally or in the company in the payment space? And what projects is Securium Pay working on that you might be able to talk about? I think one challenge that's out there and it's both a little bit connected to the payments and but takes it a step farther is is the fact that still a lot of big financial institutions and banks, for, for that matter, are not really as digital as we would like them to be. The fintech sector and fintech companies, they are far ahead when it comes to their IT. But yet banks are the core of what's happening on the market. I think they have to catch up quickly. 
and they are too far behind as of today, which slows down to a lot of processes. I think a lot of great stuff could have been done already, but we need banks to catch up. I think now with the PSD2 coming into place and things expanding when it comes to cooperations between different financial institutions, I think this gap is going to be closed, or at least I'm hoping it's going to be closed very quickly. That would open the door for a lot of amazing products to come out. This is something that we're hoping on. And based on this, we also worked on one of our new services, which is a smart contract solution. We're trying to turn your regular PDF agreement into a working document that would allow you to sign digitally signed contracts that even though they're smart contracts, they could be presented in any type of legal situation, even in a court if necessary. They're signed according to the, the European regulations when it comes to digital signatures and we try to connect it to our main product which is the payment so anywhere where b2b agreement is being signed you can do that digitally without sending all the documents everywhere and based on certain events that happen and are clarified in the contract a transaction could happen so imagine you and i take coming back to the sports environment we take a bet whether liverpool or manchester is going to win the game we both give our card information into the contract and our cards are authorized for the amount of bet that we make. We set up a verifier, let's say it's going to be an ESPN API that's going to give us the score at the end of the game. Based on the API information, a transaction is triggered to transfer the funds to the winner of the bet. Now you can do that very easily from the level of your phone. Everything is according to the regulation that are existing. So we believe that in the B2B sector, this is going to be a game changer uh, and going to simplify a lot of processes. Contracts can have multiple entities involved, multiple events can be triggered based on the contract. We're very excited about releasing this. I hope this still year you're, you're going to see that working. Yeah, that sounds really exciting because I'm sure you know that smart contracts have been big in the Ethereum and cryptocurrency space. So to yeah. see smart contracts with everyday government currencies would be quite something. I don't think I've heard of that anywhere before in any other company. Yeah, it will be amazing. This is also something that's going to work with, you mentioned Ethereum, uh, cryptocurrencies, then the blockchain comes into mind. Our contract will be also stored on blockchain, so every event will be saved. You can always come back and review what happens. That gives everybody a lot of security and confidence in the solution. You're not afraid to get into an agreement with a business partner that maybe you don't know that well, but you know that you're very well protected with the contract that's in place. So that opens the door for people taking more risk because they have a great system to protect them from any unforeseen events. Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. Looking forward to seeing you launch that. You'll uh, have to come back on another show in future to, to talk about it and how it all goes. It will be my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So um brings us nicely to the future or predictions for the future. I mean, I... I don't think my listeners think it's a secret that I don't like cards at all. I think they're just such a dated technology and all the challenges that come along with them. And I think crypto is perfect for the online world, but also face-to-face -face transactions as well. So I don't know whether you can talk about any crypto stuff that's coming along. And if not, any other predictions you've got for the future or what's coming up? I do believe that crypto are the future. But I don't think it's going to happen as fast as, as, as we might believe it will. Because at the end of the day, if you look at all types of transactions right now, somewhere at the back of it, there is a card transaction. To buy your crypto, you need to use your card. To upload money to your e-wallet, you need to use your card. To pay for your Uber, right, you do have your card. So maybe they won't be used as much on like everyday life and in everyday transactions. 
but they would still serve great purpose for, I believe, a long, long time. When you're speaking about the card, maybe it's not going to be the card as we know it today, holding it in our wallet, but being from Poland, where banking industry is really fantastic. You have all the stickers underneath your watch, Garmin and Apple Pay on your watches, the rings to pay with MasterCard. There's so many things happening that it's really, you know, we can make predictions, but I think all of us are going to laugh at our own predictions a year from now because we really have no idea what's going to happen. If you look at today's situation for the progress that has been made in the digitalization of various processes in the past three months or four months since the coronavirus broke out is enormous compared to the last couple of years. Look how many e-commerce platforms showed up, how many people were forced to put their business online. All of these businesses will require just new needs will be borne by different types of businesses moving to the online space. So I think we're going to see some amazing stuff, some really innovative technologies that we didn't even think of yet. There's really a lot of scope. I don't know if I'll pick one thing that's going to happen, but I expect a lot of interesting products to be available at the end of this year or, or in 2021. Yeah. In fact, I even saw the other day and I made a post about it. It was an article that bank account to bank account transactions are increasing because now banks in different countries are offering almost near real-time payments. So if it's a, a company or person that you trust, I think that's the key for having what is effectively a cash transaction, but digitally. That's going to eat into credit card transactions quite a bit. Because if you're dealing with a big reputable company, you don't mind doing a direct bank transfer. And that's just one example. I think in the B2B sector in general, wire transfers are still the leading form of a payment. Right now, it comes with the delays, but as you said, this is also getting better. That's also why our move towards the smart contracts and the new product, because this will allow you to do a payment even in the B2B sector using your phone, you know, scanning your fingerprint or, or scanning your face just like you do it with Apple Pay. So we always come back to user experience and making it easy, fast. It's always weird when you look at businesses that have a great product, but they make it really difficult for you to buy. I think we need to look at processes from a different way and make it very easy and very accessible for everybody, no matter what type of business you're running. We as Secure and Pay, I'm sure are going to be observing what's happening on the market, looking for the solutions that are connected with the best user experience, because this is the core of what we want to do. Whatever happens within the next year or two, when it comes to payments, whether it's going to be cards, crypto, or some type of pay by links or whatnot, I'm sure we'll be there and you'll hear about us. Great. So a business looking to get started with Securium Pay, what are the steps involved? What's the setup time, technical difficulty, the integrations, and some of the pricing? Depending on type of the business, the documentation and the length of the process could be different. But assuming that all your documentation is perfect, that you have all the required licenses to run your business, the setup time can take from the application moment to setting up an account from just a few days. If you're running a marketplace platform with a lot of KYC AML processes are getting in, that could expand into to a much longer time. But for a simple business e-commerce platform, you know, that's just a couple of days, a few documents to provide. Technical setups is rather easy. You can find all our API references, documentation, examples on our website. In a lot of instances, if you want to use solutions like our checkout, a ready payment form, you just pretty much copy paste and you just exchange API keys and you're good to go. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So if people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Website, social media, 
if they want a demo of your solution, what are the next steps? Personally, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Zametsky or LinkedIn with my name, Adam Zametsky. But if you want to find more information about Secure and Pay, I strongly encourage you to reach out to us through our website, contact forms. The website is quite informative, so you'll find a lot of information there at secureandpay.com. Excellent. Adam, thank you so much. That was fantastic. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. You've been given some real, real gold there. So thank you. You're welcome back anytime. We look forward to having you back on the show. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward. You know, maybe when we release the new product, there will be more to talk about. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and subscribe to the Payments Show podcast to hear the latest episodes when they are released. If you would like to accept payments faster in your company, please head over to digitalmoneylab.com where you can find more information. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode.